Adventure Brothers podcast. That feels so good to say after so long. Uh, featuring me, your host is always Brian Scarebear. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't go with my original one for Brock Dressel. Uh, <laughs> with me, as always, is Graham, not Nick Mason. <laughs> cool. Matt Smurfs lay Smurfs lay eggs dykes. And Brock Toaster Face Holiday. Hi. <laughs> is, is Toaster Face one of them? Toaster Face is, uh, he's from the Halloween episode of Venture Brothers. He's like the ah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Toaster I, Face. I think I've seen that once. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. You weren't really on when you were doing that part. Uh, I forget how much Matt oh, was. Oh wait, wait. Do you mean the adventure? Here. You mean adventure? Yeah. Uh, Halloween. Oh yeah. yeah. So Toast Face. Um, yeah, I do remember that now. Oh, actually. I, I call him Toaster Face because on the Venture Brothers wiki, he goes by Toaster Face. So he might be Toast Face in the actual show. In the oh, wiki, maybe maybe his name is Toaster Face, but he don't, you don't actually get his name because it's like oh, okay. my pleasure toast. That's it, pleasure toast, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was just going off the wiki because I was trying to think of the best possible name for Brock and uh, Toaster Face. It's clearly the only thing that <laughs> makes sense how I feel for a that, person named yeah, Brock for... on a Venture Brothers podcast. Clearly, oh, it's Toaster yeah. Face. <laughs> For some reason, Toast Face Killer is stuck in my head. N- new rap name, I call it. <laughs> now all I'm hearing in my head, though, is literally just my pleasure toast. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you have to add, like, that wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it comes out so slowly. Well, I'm glad I made everyone uncomfortable with my nickname for Brock this week. Yeah, I'm Uh, leaving now. (laughs) So for the finale here, uh, I let everybody assign nicknames to everybody else if you couldn't get that as they were a little bit more disjointed than they used to be back in the day. Uh, So I came up with Brock's, obviously, uh, and then Graham came up with mine, Matt Mm -hmm. came up with Graham's, and Brock came up with... No, no, no. I got that wrong, didn't I? Or no, Brock came up with Matt's. There we go. Trying to yep. do that uh, yep. while looking at just four lines of uh, sentences made that really confusing. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I think it worked out great. We should have done that the whole fucking show. Um, let's do it again. Yeah, let's just go through all the episodes again. I mean, it'll be like yeah. The Walking Dead. You know, they're going to re-release the entire comic book run, but in color this time. So we'll do the same thing. We'll just do it in black and white. You can hear that, right? I call yeah. notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. I call um, Brian's character. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, my, my nickname for Graham was literally a bit of a joke for the first few times. Like the first time I um, was recording, I kept getting Nick and Graham mixed up. 
Well, at least I wasn't going to put you on blast for that. But if you want to do it to yourself, then then. Oh yeah, well I'll admit that completely. <laughs> I mean, we do look very similar. You're basically well, the same person. <laughs> when we're first recording, I could see Graham. I only saw a picture of Nick. That's true. Okay, that his, makes uh, <laughs> Is the voices more than anything? Nick's headshot. Yeah. Oh, forever. Such a lovely headshot. I. Uh, I do want to mention the the uh, the lack of Nick in this episode because it doesn't really feel like Venture Bros without Nick, uh, since he was here from the beginning. He even recorded a few episodes before Graham jumped on. Uh, I think it was just one week before Graham jumped on. But yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that Nick's time did not work out for us. He is still very much in baby world and still working on I don't know what video game, so we'll just call it the next video game. And he has to do a lot of work on the weekends, and it just didn't really work out for getting him on this episode. And I still really wanted to record this episode, and everything kept getting in the way. So eventually I just had to cut my losses and like, all right, we're going to get something done. Uh, And if it has to be without Nick, then sorry. But he says hi, and he wishes he could be here. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick who? Yeah, right? (laughs) Fuck that dude. Uh, Originally this was supposed to be done in person, and we're going to have a great time. But then Matt decided to get the entire world sick with COVID. Thanks a lot, Matt. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you can't still sick like four months later. It's really fucking rude. This is like my. I, I'm on my like seventh or eighth wave now. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> I know. Really inconsiderate. So let, let's start diving into this thing. So I, I really wanted to do a final wrap-up right after we were done with the series, and then that didn't really work out. So we did uh, a few weeks or months of Corona or Casual Cartoons, uh, a show that was a lot of fun to record, but it was also very time-consuming and difficult just kind of spearheading it on my own. So uh, that show is kind of ended for now, and that's why we're releasing this episode uh, in place of what was supposed to be the final episode. So it kind of works out. We're still talking about cartoons, um, but you know, a lot more targeted at what we used to do. Uh, I'm not sure if casual cartoons will ever come back. We didn't have that big of a following of it, and uh, I'm really glad that people did enjoy it, uh, the few people who reached out, but uh, unfortunately I think I'm kind of done with it for now. Uh, we'll see what happens after our next show. Maybe it'll come back. Who knows? Uh, but to do this finale, we kind of had to break it up into parts, and the way that I thought would be the best way to do it is kind of talk about the show itself, Venture Bros, our podcast, kind of how we got there, what we enjoyed about it, what we learned, what we didn't learn. Uh, and then moving past that, we're going to start doing the favorite things. We're going to go through, uh, for longtime listeners of our show, at the end of every episode throughout the seasons, we had a different favorite thing. And we're going to apply all those favorite things to the entire series. Uh, and that should be pretty fun. And then moving past there, we're going to have to break down, not break down, we're going to have to rank the seasons. One through seven, how do they rank? Which ones are you <laughs> Oh, man, to? I was really looking forward to breaking down every episode of every season. Well... You Until did that. Until the end of time. <laughs> You've already done that. There, there's quite the history of that. If Starting you wanted... now. So the terrible <laughs> secret of Turtle Bay. Everybody Fuck. ready? No. Uh... Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and this is going to be as the... long as his uh, Attack of the Clones breakdown. <laughs> Surprisingly, even longer. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you could. I think you could do a quote-for-quote quote remake of the entire episode, and it would still be shorter than your... Um, Attack of the Clones breakdown from what I've heard. I, mean, I really should just I mean, release the unedited version of that at some point, just so people can hear Graham's wizardry of breaking down a film uh, for 22 minutes. Uh, hey, I mean, that would be like one hell a, of a special feature. Yeah, it would, it's wouldn't like a tenth, 
It's like a tenth of the actual length of the movie. <laughs> you should do and that. Like, just, just as entertaining. Just, uh, deleted scenes, and it's like half of the <laughs> episode is just Graham's breakdown. Be better dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so part four of today's episode, we're going to go through our top five favorite Venture Brothers episodes. And as we've been going through this week and kind of chatting with each other, none of us like our top five. Uh, we're all convinced that within ten minutes of finishing this episode, we're going to disagree with our top five. But we're going to do the best yep. we can. Uh, so let, let's get started. We're going to start with our, our first section and kind of talk about uh, the show in general. Um, I'll, I'll get things started. So way back when, when we first started Venture Bros, it came from a place of I really liked Camille Nanjiani's uh, X-Files show. I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was a lot of fun to listen to, and I wanted to do something uh, in the same vein, but for something that I loved. And I had to do the most obvious thing in the world, which was my favorite TV show, because it's the best TV show ever on TV, Venture Brothers. True. And the only person I knew who loved the show as much as I did uh, were my friends Nick and Graham. And Graham and I talked, and he wasn't really available in the very beginning, so we got him on for the second recording session. But Nick and I were right on the same page from the beginning, and it was just like, yeah, we're just going to rewatch the show because we do that anyways, and just talk about it every week. And it turned from kind of a fun little, yeah, let's just kind of talk about the episodes, to bringing on people like Matt and Brock, and we actually started doing research, and it just turned into like the most fun deep dive and totally changed my perspective of the show into yeah. my favorite show of all time to the best show of all time, who cares about my opinion, because it's just a fact. Um, and that's kind of where I came from. Uh, Graham, what about you? Since you're the uh, the third to join, yeah. No, I mean basically the same thing. Like it was, we watched. If you know, if if you know anything about Brian and I's relationship, we've been roommates for forever since forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we used to watch this show all the time. I mean, when we were growing up, of course, and then when we lived together, we just watched it even more, and then moved apart and watched more about it and talked about it and all this other stuff. So it's been throughout our histories for, well, since history began. Yeah, all the way back to uh, the dorm rooms watching it together, like a long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of my experience with it, too. I mean, it's just like, it. I already loved the show, and then when you brought up the topic of doing it as a podcast, I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I remember doing ATH stuff and doing movies and stuff, and that was kind of fun. But uh, this was something I was like, oh, I could do this every week. This is definitely something I could do until we until it's finished. Yeah, until we're done, uh, which we kind of are for now. For, for the moment. Yeah, for now, for now, for now. <laughs> um, it'll never be over. It'll never be over. Please, Hopefully. please, it'll never be over. Um, and then once we started getting into it, it, like you said, it's like I began to see so much more of the genius behind this show and whether it was like designed from the beginning to be you know perfect and all the you know plot twists and you know things tying up to to itself or if it's just you know the the act of muse of how well this thing gets so tied up together um it's it's just it's just beautiful it's amazing it's 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 like we've said it before this thing is so well um designed it's it's a you know, it's an act of God is what it is. <laughs> I want to disagree with you, but I really can't. Like I, I <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I feel like if we had just kept watching this the way that I'd always watched it, which is just binge, 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 I'm not sure if I would have picked up on the nuances to say that, no, this is an act of God that this show came out. <laughs> Only I mean, kind it's of joking just, it's, <laughs> Right, yeah. 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that we take it. We took it, I don't want to say piecemeal, because we did really just kind of like barge into it. But um, taking it, you know, an episode at a time and going through and really seeing how this thing ties itself together. I mean, there are obviously at least, I mean, we'll get there. There are obviously two episodes, definitely two episodes I could have done without. Yeah. But, um, I mean, come on. Out of seven seasons, two episodes that I don't like, that's pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I think as we went through the show, there was only maybe a few times where, like, this one just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Not counting Nick's problem with the hat, but, you know, we don't have to bring that up again because Nick's <laughs> not here to defend why the hat ruins an episode. Oh, man. I like uh, that. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Brock, you were next, right? Was it Brock or Matt next? It's it definitely Brock. It was definitely Brock. Okay. Yeah, I... I mean, I watched the show in high school. Uh, a friend of mine got me hooked on it, and it was like my comfort show. I don't know if you guys have like songs or whatever, like when you're feeling down or just you know having rough. Right? You know, I do a lot with anxiety. I, you know, before I go to bed, pop in a DVD or just watch. Even with the commentary on, because the commentary, <clears throat> excuse me, is unbelievable. Uh, I love watching them talk about their creation, and uh, so yeah, I obviously I love the show. It, just ha- hits me the right way and i saw uh brian's post on reddit asking for if anybody wanted to help with uh, venture bros podcast i'm like and i've been trying to like get into either youtube or podcasting like trying to find a way to express my love for stuff and i uh i, I don't know if i ever told you this brian but the one thing that made me hesitant on replying to you is i clicked on your profile because like you know 90s kid the internet everyone's gonna rape you sure yeah thing they tell you uh, I remember you, you had a lot of you followed like a rat subreddit. Yeah, I was that's like, only, that's weird. For a long time, <laughs> the only thing I did on Reddit was spend time on Reddit because I just like posting photos of my rats and talking to other rat owners. That's the only thing I used Reddit for <laughs> for the longest time. And, and for whatever reason, my brain, I was like, well, normal people don't like rats. I don't know if I should answer this. <laughs> well, you're not but wrong. That, that's true. That is true. No, but they like they sniff out minds and stuff. They're very, very useful, intelligent creatures. So I was wrong there. So my bad. Um, it was all an elaborate scheme to get someone to feed to his rats. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I reached out to you, and you said, "Yeah, you, you want somebody to research." I was like, "Well, hell yeah!" You know, I, I list. I figured like this is where I get my foot in the door, and like you know, build relationships and see. You know, maybe I'll get an episode or two. You did let me on one. I was god awful. I still feel bad for that to this day. I was so nervous. I had ri- listened to your uh, your guys' ATH stuff before, and you know, obviously the Venture Brothers stuff. And I was like, oh, like, these guys are really good. Like they are smart. Ah! They, like, <laughs> they're smart, and you know, you're right. We're awesome. <laughs> articulate. They they know how to you know get words out, which I cannot do very well. So yeah, I crapped the bet on that, but. Uh, yeah, we'll move past that. And, yeah, I started <laughs> doing the research, and I always had fun. I remember, like, I was working um, a lot at the time because my significant other was finishing uh, getting her master's degree. So we were living on, you know, everything I could bring in. With, and with three kids, it was crazy. So, like, all the downtime I had at work or at home, I was, like, writing in a notebook and then, like, typing up notes as stuff for the first part. Eventually, I realized, you know, the internet's a better source than just my brain, so I'd find <laughs> posts from other people. But it was so much fun. Like, I actually kind of missed, you know, watching the episodes, writing down my own notes and thoughts, because, I mean, it was a way to, you know, talk, bond with you guys, and, you know, revisit the show I love over and over again. 
Yeah, I still like every now and then I go back through our episodes just to try to like just see like what I could what I did wrong, what I didn't do wrong, just kind of like doing my own like uh like sports like breakdown of like where do I need to learn on like where are my weaknesses? And every now and then I'll come across an episode where we forget to thank Brock for doing notes and every time I'm like fuck, I'm a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we did fine. it far more often than I care to admit, but thank you now. We can say thanks Brock for doing all the research, especially for all those episodes where we forgot to thank you. Absolutely. I loved being a part of it. Made my breakdown so much longer. Oh, they really did, because all he did was just read whatever Brock wrote. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? I know you've told your story before on Here and After the Hype, but just in case somebody's missed it, I always enjoyed yours. Yeah, I can't ever remember I can't remember if I, I had actually told the story or not. So um, I'll, I'll expand it a little bit, though, and I'll, I'll talk about like, my introduction to Venture Brothers. Um, so I came to Venture Brothers... It will have been about 2010-ish, I think. Um, one of my friends at university recommended the show to me because like, I had stumbled onto Archer and I was really enjoying that and it, I sort of liked the animation. I was talking to him about that and he said, oh, uh, if you like Archer, you'll love this, this show called Venture Brothers. It's very similar sort of animation style. Um, you'll you'll really like it. And I said, oh, what's it about? He said, oh, just, just watch it. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. So, I found the the first season, and sort of like watched it. Um, absolutely loved it. First episode, I was like, "Ooh, what is this?" But the first episode mm. was terrible. The secret of Turtle Bay. Oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Terrible episode of terrible anything. Yeah, because yeah. I was looking at thinking the animation style similar, and I was looking at thinking the animation style on this looks shit. <laughs> like, like comparing it to to like Archer and everything. Like Archer's very sort of pristine, I think in that in that sort of sense. Like not so much pristine, but I was watching like HD versions it's, of. Yeah, it. I was gonna say there's definitely a different era. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Archer I mean, has a very that, clean look. Venture Brothers, like even in the later seasons, never is quite as clean as Archer. Yeah, I and mean, Terrible Secret of Turtle Bay came out in 2003. So. I mean, if I remember reading somewhere that Terrible Secret of Turtle Bay was done on Flash or something. Yeah, it's on Flash. Which yeah, explains it completely. <laughs> but That's I sort of like I'm I'm one person who's incredible I'm, actually. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who doesn't give up on a show after just one episode because I always think yeah, well your first episode's always tricky because you've got to set up characters and things like that. I usually give it like three or four episodes before I'm like, nah, this is rubbish. Um, so I sort of watched the next episode and I was like, oh, okay, this is this is a lot better, is this? And like. By the time I got to like episode two, like episode two in quotation marks, with Terrible Sea Turtle Baby in episode zero, I was sort of like, in. I am enjoying this. This is this is a great show. Um, downloaded all the other seasons that were available at the time. I think it was up to season three, maybe. Uh, may have only been season two, and and I used to watch them like when I was. Uh, having my uh, my tea, dinner, I think it was what you guys call it. Um, <laughs> tangent, tangent, tangent. You can like edit that over the top of. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was in the weird habit of like having the same meal every evening, so I had this ritual of I would cook this meal, and I'd watch Adventure Brothers episodes whilst it was cooking, whilst it was eating. So the early seasons, I actually sort of like. There's this weird connection for me with pasta and a creamy tomato pasta baked sauce 
I don't understand why. That is that is so odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Again, feel free to cut that out if you want. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to leave in the very awkward... The first three seasons of Venture Brothers reminds me of pasta. There's no way I'm going to get rid of that. Um, it's just weird as fuck. Uh, it's because, like, literally, I would I would cook it and I'd eat it whilst watching these episodes because it was so easy to do. So I could watch something whilst I was doing it. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm getting defensive. I was like, no, no, it's, it's, it makes sense. no. It makes sense that the Venture Brothers <laughs> makes me think of pasta. Why doesn't it make you <laughs> think of pasta? Clearly. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I, I would I'd watched it up to like season three, and then, of course, it being Venturable, there's there's a huge gap between seasons, and I sort of just forgot about it, and it wasn't till like years later, where I was looking through my hard drives to find like Venturable, and I was like, I wonder if that's still going. And I looked up and I was like, oh my god, there's like another three seasons that I can watch of this. Because like, I think season six had just finished or something. And downloaded those, watched them again, absolutely loved it. I started from the beginning again, just absolutely loved it. This was probably about 2000, uh, well, whenever season six came out. So what was that, 2016-ish? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, there was a big-ass gap between like me going from like season three... Then to um, season six, uh, to like season four, um, and then I was like, just I just kept watching it over and over again because like at that point I was like, I absolutely love this show, and I think I, it's one of the only shows that I've ever got to the end of watching a run through of, and then gone right back to the beginning again, and just started again from the beginning. I did that about three times in a row uh, when I started watching it again, and. Yeah, then how I got to the podcast was just dumb luck, really, to be honest. It, I w- I'd just started listening to... Well, not just started listening to podcasts. I'd started listening to podcasts walking to and from work as opposed to music. Because I sort of... I don't know, the time seemed to go quicker and it was like, you know, I'm listening to something and I'm like gaining knowledge and things like that. And yeah, I'd I run get, out I of do episodes. that when I run sometimes. I get it. Yeah, I think it, it makes it... Like I used to do it on treadmills, like, like in the gym, I'd, I'd watch something like Star Trek episodes on Netflix, and you just you don't feel like you're doing as much exercise or something, so you feel less tired, but you're actually doing a lot more. Weird. Um, so I'd run out of episodes of like these two podcasts I was listening to, so I just started searching for random shit on podcasts, and I was thinking about you know TV series I liked, and I'd watched an episode of The Venture Brothers that morning as I was getting ready for work, and I just thought just came to mind i was like oh venture brothers i'll search for that and then this podcast just popped up as the top result clicked on it you'd done i think you'd done seven episodes at that point and oh, i just so downloaded yeah it was, you fresh, were really yeah. early on it was really early on and it was, i was thinking if it had been like seven weeks earlier when i'd run out of episodes never would have found it because it was like oh, that's so weird <laughs> yeah um so i like found it i downloaded I think I downloaded the first one just to give it a go. And uh, I was like listening to it. And I think I got halfway through the, the rest of it. And I was like, subscribe, download the, all the available episodes. And so then, you just listen like, to Nick and I bitch about Secret of Turtle Bay for like yeah, half an hour. And you're like, I, I want to listen to more of this. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought I was good. in the minority thinking, that is a shit episode. What the fuck is that? Cause, like, but then I was hearing like someone else's opinion that shared my opinion on it. Like how it is really terrible. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not alone. 
and then it was like I just kept listening to the Ventures ones, and he kept mentioning this after the hype. And I was like, I've not. What is this after the hype thing? So I searched for that, found all those episodes. So I was going through like the list of episodes and like you know downloading the odd one or two to listen to, and I think the third episode I listened to the actual after the hype was the bullet one, and that oh, right. was the one. Yep. That was the one that got me to reach out to you because you were talking about like behind the scenes stuff that happened and there was a behind the scenes story that wasn't mentioned in the podcast and it was basically while they were shooting the car chase, Peter Yates, the director, was sat in the back with a camera and Steve McQueen was up front and they're doing some like high speed driving around San Francisco and uh, Peter Yates is in there filming Steve McQueen doing like really fast driving around corners and down hills and things like that and uh he sort of like he he says to steve mcqueen at one point he says oh, okay steve you can stop now we're, we're out of film and steve mcqueen just cool as a cucumber just said oh that's nothing we're out of brakes <laughs> and peter was like what it's like yeah brakes are gone um but he like he didn't panic nothing like that and he managed to bring the mustang from something like 60 miles an hour to a complete stop just by changing gears down like sort of swerving a little bit in the thing, just to slow it down naturally but there was like there was no panic no nothing like that and I just it, it's one of my favourite behind the scenes stories from from any the make of any film really just the way that Peter Yates tells it as well um, yeah and so like I reached out and I messaged I think I messaged or did I post on the I might have posted on the, the wall of the the Facebook group about it honestly don't remember it's been a long time no, that was it. Because I, I, I said, because uh, they also said, like you know, if you ever need any useless information on any films or something, you know, let me know and you know what's coming up, and I'll I'll try help out. And then you messaged me saying, um, "Oh yeah, you, know, you did not, a research not, for uh, an Avengers movie, right?" Yeah. Then uh, I did yeah. the Avengers Infinity War research, and then I'd had the idea of the Die Hard article, but I'd never had anywhere to publish it so then i message you saying you know i've got this idea for an article at die hard it's 30 years old i know you do articles as well you know if i write it would you be interested in having a look and maybe publishing it and you're like yeah sure send it over (laughs) and then that one die hard article became several other articles i think you asked me to write an article about the star trek convention i'd gone to yeah because i was like i was finishing off the edit my, my sort of read through of the Die Hard article on my way down to the Star Trek convention I did the one about V which was quite soon after which ended up getting sent to the guy who created it who sent me a lovely email back and then it just sort of like went then on and I think I've written like over 50, 50 articles now for you guys I was trying to keep track for a while and then I just stopped <laughs> yeah. Matt's just kind of our head writer he just writes our, <laughs> he just keeps going not recently though which i apologize Uh, for i don't blame anyone during this time or this episode would have come out way earlier right now the world is wrong (laughs) so we're just going to do the best we can (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, so that's that's like a graham breakdown is that though oh yeah that's (laughs) i mean don't worry the the version that everyone just listened to was a little bit shorter so uh (laughs) a little bit Please, a little please, bit. Some, please use the tangent, tangent, tangent bit just as a, like a segue. That'd be amazing. It, your bit will just be thirty seconds long. So, Matt, what about you? Well, I tangent, tangent, tangent. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want One a version long of that. One more breakdown later, and we're here. 
I'm only. You need to take that soundbite of Graham saying that, and the next time he does an overly long hey. <laughs> breakdown, just just drop that in. What do you mean next time? Hey, we still have a whole other show coming up. Who knows what will happen? Uh, so so before we start moving into like our favorite bits and stuff like that, I just kind of want to take a little bit of time just to talk about like our, our memories of recording this show. Not necessarily how we came to Venture Brothers, but how we came to Venture Bros, uh, the podcast. Uh, not how we came here, but just like things we remember about it. Like a highlight reel, if you will, of favorite things. Um, and I, I want to get the ball rolling with what I think was uh, it was probably like our first, not necessarily disagreement, but it was like our first like, wait, what moment? And it's when we were covering the first season and mm-hmm. we got to a, a week where we're supposed to watch uh, the next two episodes for the uh, the podcast and we record the first one. And then we start talking about the next one and we're like, wait, we all watched a different episode. Yeah. And we realized I remember that episode. I actually remember was, listening to that episode. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Cause we're like, wait, holy shit. I just had never done the research. I'm like the DVD order and then the released order are completely different. So and I we, think surprisingly too, the IMDb order was different too. Like there yeah, were three like, different versions. Like we seriously all watched different episodes. I think yeah, there's, and like, just, there's a production order, a DVD order, and then an air date order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just totally fucked up our heads. And we're just like, well, I guess we're just not going to record the next episode. We're going to agree on one to follow, which I think we ended up agreeing on the DVD order. Um, yes. But then I loved just like the my favorite thing about the first season of our show was we never had to do it again, but I love just going mm-hmm. into the very end and going like, let's just make our own order. Let's make the Venture Bros order. And I think we were pretty close to the DVD, but we definitely moved some stuff around. Yeah, I don't remember the actual order that we went to. I was trying to find it for here for a second, but I gave up. But um... I have the order. I <laughs> oh, have, okay, I, Well, no, I don't have to have it on me, but I have the order because I have my episodes of the first season in that order because right. it makes the most logical sense. I have for shown that series... I have shown that series um, since then, since I've reordered it to new viewers, and it just like they get it really quickly. Like that order is so much better. I mean, I don't I have mean, it to. Ha- I might do actually because I might have a copy of it on my laptop. We recorded for almost an hour and a half for that episode. I think it only ended up being like 45 minutes when I edited it down. But, like, we had a very long conversation about, like, why episodes should go in a specific order. Uh, specifically, I remember Tag Sale Your It being a real, like, real sticky one of, like, well, it's got to be before yep. uh, Baron Underbite kills everybody because he buys the Tiger Bomb there. But then there's other plot points that don't make sense. Like, there was just major things that we just kind of, like, well, there's certain things we just have to give up on. But yeah, yeah. I I like, there was a lot of introduction. In, there was a lot of introduction to characters in Tag Sale. You're right. They were like, "Well, but they reference this later, so it must come before this, but it can't be after this." So, but yeah, I mean, add, adding to this overall thing of like, no, that's definitely one of my favorite moments of like us going through the show of like how involved we got and like how just. I don't know. It was it was it was a beautiful moment for us to like dive into it and be like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's think about it. Let's let's reorder this thing. Like you said, like we never had to do it ever again since then. Right. But that was the first time that I really super got invested in like you know, the the overall plot and the characters and everything like that into the show with a group of people and then from then on out it was just like 
super into it. But it's kind of like, a, and I'm not trying to sh- throw shade at other podcasts, but like when I looked into making this show, I tried to like, the first thing I recommend for anyone who's doing a podcast is whatever you come up with, go into the ether and see if it already exists and then see if you can do better. So again, not trying to throw shade, but I'd seen other shows kind of like ours that all kind of petered out around seasons three or four. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. we did that episode where we restacked, and then Matt will tell us the order here in a second, that I'm like, we're going to finish this thing. Like, we are all clearly obsessed with this show. Like, we will right. go through to the end. <laughs> like, I knew right then and there that I didn't have to worry about whether or not we'd lose gas. I'm like, nope, we got it. We will finish this show. Um, Matt, what was the order? You got it up for us? Yeah. So, um, you swapped over episodes one and two. So, it goes, Careers in Science is the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dear De Los Dangerous is the second episode. Then Incredible Mr. Brisby, which is the third episode. And then number four is Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Magic. Episode five is Are You There, God, It's Me, Dean. Episode six is Tag Sale, You're It. Episode seven, Ghosts of the Saragasso. I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, Episode eight, Midlife Mm -hmm. Chrysalis. Episode nine, Ice Station Impossible. Episode ten, Home Insecurity. Episode 11, Past Tense. Episode 12, The Trial of the Monarch. And episode 13, Return to Spider Skull Island. I think like some of the biggest changes were like Home Insecurity is like episode 4 in the original run or something like that. Oh, we threw that way and back. And it's just... Yeah, and, uh, and you... And you yeah, home, se- home Insecurity is technically 3 if you consider uh, Terrible Secret to be 0. Okay. Yeah. So like... You pushed uh, Home Security way towards the end because it made, and it does actually make more sense where it is because, like, you know, with Tag Sale, you're in, you're in, you've, you get an actual introduction to Baron Von Underbite. Mm-hmm. Baron Underbite. Von yeah. Underbite? Baron Underbite. Yeah. No, there's no Von. <laughs> nope. No Von. Just Baron Underbite. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like you do see him buying the Tiger Bomb and stuff like that as well. And it's just, yeah, that order for me, it makes so much more sense now. Like, yeah, because I'm looking at the IMDb order, and it's just, like, from the order that you just said, that makes logical sense to me, which, of course, it does, because that's the order we went with. Yeah, but um, that's what we agreed and on. And going through the IMDb, <laughs> that's the correct order, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then going through the IMDb order, it's just like, wait, what? what? But why? It's like, Tag like, it's episode t- 10, is it, or something? Yeah, and the fourth episode is Incredible Mr. Brisby. Like, what? Yeah, no You're way. calling back to characters that we don't even know. Like, what the fuck? Why yeah. are you introducing Brisbyland already? Anyways. We did a good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> Go us. <laughs> the favorite part of this podcast for me is how great we are. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad someone said it. Uh, <laughs> and I will continue to say it. Uh, what about can somebody I, can else? Can I say that's... one word that's gonna that will send shivers down everyone's spine as, as a no. as a memory? Oh, no, I, I refuse to hear this word. I know exactly where you're going with it. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bleep this, aren't you? No, I'll leave it in. It's the finale. <laughs> but if the episode suddenly fails right now, we know why. <laughs> Spanakopita. Uh, not cheering along. <laughs> I refuse to cheer along that fucking episode. The recording, re-recording, and th- recording of that episode. Oh, oh my god. fucking god. It was such a pain in the ass. And then when the episode finally came out, it was far from our best, because it's mostly just us bitching about, like, when I'm sure this thing's going to come out, because fuck this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were just so fed up with it as well. It's like, we, you know, we started off doing it. Like I remember the first recording, every time we said the episode, and we were like, Spanakopita! 
by the end of it, we're just by by the third recording, we're just like, yes, yeah, span a copper, fucking this fucking episode. Hooray! <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I, I hate that episode now. <laughs> just, oh my god! When I was not trying a to bad episode, it's just. <laughs> Now it's not a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> when I was trying to come up with my top five, I've watched that episode so many times, partly because we had to record the episode many fucking times, but partly just because I used to really enjoy the episode, and my wife was, I was talking to her, and she's like, well, for your top five, well, you got to include Spanakopita, and I just immediately go, we never speak of Spanakopita. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first ones that I just, like, removed from my list of episodes, like, no. <laughs> that fucking cursed thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Brock, what about you? Since you weren't on a whole bunch of episodes, did you have any like specific memories from doing this that you wanted to bring up? Um, I kind of covered a lot of it with. Uh, I just remember having so much fun researching it. Uh, a memory I do have. Uh, it's kind of a side effect of the show. Is as a thank you, you sent me the Venture Brothers book, which was super sweet. Oh, I was and so concerned. Cards on the table. When I sent you that book, I was like so nervous. I'm like, he's just gonna think I'm sending him homework. Like your notes aren't good enough. Here, just use the book. <laughs> oh no, I thought it was so sweet because it, it is an it's it's. I mean, if you are a Vich Bros fan, you don't own it. Buy it. Like it's so good. And uh, reading, I believe it's Doc Hammer's like passage about how much like, and I don't want to I don't want to try to say it word for word because I don't remember. But it's really sweet. But it boils down to like, life is kind of random and whatever but the fact that people love this thing that i helped create so much you know it's why we do it and i just remember like reading that passage and just like sobbing because i'm like i really do love your work and you know it um i also have a very distinct memory of disagreeing strongly that you guys think that um rusty's a bad father (laughs) and since i didn't come on any more episodes after the the uh fumbling that i did on the original that i was on I wanted to debate that so hard because I really think Doctor Venture's a, a good father, and I, Whoa, I need phrasing, to fight about that. Phrasing, not Dr. a good Venture. father, not a good father, but he wants. I to am not worried for your kids, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, he wants to be a good father. He's a broken person who wants to be better than what his dad was. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I can I can agree I don't with even that. Know about that. I, I would agree he, with that. He he wants he to want do to that, be- but he doesn't want to put the effort in. And yeah. by effort, I mean. But you know, he, he also doesn't have the tools to put dad, the proper effort in. He knows his dad was a bad father. I'll but there's the moments that. where he, he his shell breaks down, where you see the humanity that, if he wasn't raised so shittily, you know, would be the foundation of potentially being a decent person slash father. So that doesn't say that he is a good father. That just says he has the potential no, to I'm, be a good father. I think the potential, and he wants to deep down, but, uh, you know, I mean... Slippery slope talking about mental health, but it's a lot to do with how essentially he was kind of neglected and, in a way, traumatized by his childhood. Oh, there's absolutely. No, he yeah, certainly there's no has kind issues. of involved. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely doing the best he can, considering his background. But there's obviously no a... disagreement in his father, Jonas Venture Sr., was terrible. A, a terrible. She terrible person he is the worst father on the show of bad the, fathers the first mm-hmm. animated penis i ever saw too was uh, uh venture senior i just Which also it now. speaks to a bad father <laughs> yeah. i'm just picturing that bit now where it's just flopping around it was it was oh, everywhere because the dvd they don't censor it and i was shocked oh yeah the first time i watched the blu-ray and i'm like oh god 
<laughs> That's a winner. The way it just kind of waggles. I'm like, my God. <laughs> just so uncomfortable. Some of the best animation of the show. <laughs> and then it, when it just turns into, uh, oh my God, how am I forgetting his name? Magic Killinger. Murderback. Yeah, Killinger's Kill, face. <laughs> I love it when you watch uh, the censored version because you just get the censored block just kind of wobbling there. And then it just disappears and it's just, it's just Killinger just, <laughs> face off yes. It's so fucking good. Which is um, even, which for me is like, should it be like, that would I imagine have been more censored because it's, it's almost erect. Because it's yeah. pointing towards him there. Yeah, but it's like clearly no longer the... a dick. Yeah. Same shit. It just has a face on the end of it. And it's Weird. bouncing up and down Snake. doing the look I can make it move trick. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so let's uh, let's start moving to the next part of this. Uh, Please. <laughs> no, let's just keep dissecting Jonas Venture Seniors. I have more that's, penis that's facts about this show, damn it. You're moving past it. I mean, there are, there are quite a few penises, uh, including the ball washing station from season seven. Um, <laughs> I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, did they have a specific animator? It was like, uh, you know, your, your job in this episode, animate that penis. And he just went, you know what? You're going to give me the dick job? I'm going to give you the best animated dick you've ever seen. It's going to flop around. It's going to have veins in it. You just wait. <laughs> it's going to be the best dick. Um, okay, no, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so the, the next section of our, our finale here is going to be, we're going to go through each one of the favorite things that we did at the end of each season, and we're going to apply it to the whole series. This is going to be a little bit difficult. We're going to try to keep it as short as we can, but I'm imagining some things will require a little bit of uh, explanation. So the way we broke it down through the seasons was season one was favorite moment from the episode. Season two was favorite pop culture culture reference. I can talk. Season three was funniest moment. Season four was favorite quote. Season five was favorite character. Season six was favorite actor. And season seven was most venture bro-y moment, as in a joke or moment that could not exist in any other show except for the Venture Brothers. Um... So we're going to just start going kind of through one by one, and we're just going to go through them as quickly as we can. Uh, I'll go first with favorite moment. Uh, favorite moment uh, has to come, I don't remember exactly what episode it's in. I know it's, uh, I want to say it's Home Insecurity. I could be wrong. Um, but it's where, no, it's definitely not Home not home Insecurity. It's the scene where Rusty is talking to Dean, and it's one of those moments that Brock was just talking about with uh, Rusty being a good dad for all of two seconds. <laughs> and he, he tells the story of Action Man holding the gun to his head where he'd just oh, wake up God. and, not today, Rusty, not today. And I po- I picked that as my favorite moment for the series because, A, it's one of those few moments where you have a good dad moment with, uh, with Rusty, and it's with Rusty and Dean. And no offense to Hank, I love his moment with Hank later. Clearly, Dean's the favorite, so I feel like it's just a little bit more heartfelt. Um <laughs> And I just, I love all of that scene together. Specifically the Not Today, Rusty, Not Today. Because after we brought that up, I think I mentioned it multiple times throughout the rest of the series. Like Whenever we brought up Action Man, I'd bring up that sequence because it just stuck in my head. But it's just the moment where Dean is just horrified. He throws up all over his suit. And it's the, the best moment, I think, for Rusty to Dean where he goes... You just baby burped on your speed suit. These things are 90% polyester. You can clean a little fear vomit off with a wet nap. And it's just like, oh, he is just being like, yeah, you're scared, but that's fine. That's part of the job. And I just, I loved that moment of reassurance and just the horrifying story of being woken up with the action to the action man with a gun to your head and no chamber in the round just going, not today, Rusty. Not today. <sighs> Which it has an so even terrifying. deeper meaning. Though, like, now we know that he, Rusty's a clone. Had there been yeah. times where it had been the day? 
<laughs> Not <Fair>. today, Rusty. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> How would he tell Jonas? Now Jonas, I, I, uh, I shot your son again. <laughs> Turns out there was a, gun, a bullet in the chamber this time. <laughs> yeah, but you can just imagine Jonas going, Oh, action man, what are you like? <laughs> I'll just get the clone out. Oh, God, that's, that's probably horrifyingly true. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what about you? Favorite moment? So I sort of went. I went in a different direction, really. I sort of went with. I don't know. Like when I was thinking of favorite moments, I, there's so many in them, and I just sort of. I went Fact. with the first thing that really popped into my head of like, what's the best moment that I can think of? Oh God. Um, and it, for me, it was the bit in a party for Tarzan, where Doctor <laughs> Mrs. The Monarch actually fires the bullet at Rusty. And just the way it's animated, the, with the slow motion, the bullet leaving the, the chamber, um, the barrel, sorry, and it's moving across and you've got the voiceover and it, like everyone's different voices are cut together and it's making this like really poignant, amazing sort of sentence, really, about, you know, make, like, you know, you ever do the, uh, you ever make a decision and immediately know it's the wrong thing to do and, and all that stuff. And then you've got Rusty saying about, you know, it makes you feel you realise how small you are or something like that when he's looking at the uh, the eclipse. And it's just such an amazing moment. It's just like, the sequence is beautiful. And it's like, there's so much build-up and suspense leading up to that as well with um, Wide Whale shouting at Dr. Mr. The Monarch, that, you know, if you don't do, if you don't fire this, I'll do it. And like, she pulls the trigger and, you know, the bullets, like, you see it in like slow motion and then it, and then it goes, whack, and it hits him and he, goes down and you think oh for a second you think holy crap they've shot him and then like you have that sort of like bit afterwards where you jump into that really sort of upbeat song like and you find out there was wearing like um the monarch no jesus christ the blue morpho suit with the the kevlar in but it just to me that was the that was the moment that was sort of thinking that's that's an amazing sequence so i was sort of going for like Almost like best animated, or like you know the, you know the kind of thing where you look at it and think that's an amazingly composed moment mm. in in the, yeah. in the series. Because like originally I had like something that was funny, like I, I went straight in for what eventually ended up being my my favorite quote, and I thought, well, no, that's that. When I got down to the quote, I was like, well, no, that's that's my favorite quote, so it's not my favorite moment. So then I re- rethought about it and came up with that. Solid pick. Uh, moving on, Graham. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're kind of, Matt, you're talking about, you know, storytelling and, you know, the, the art of the show. And that kind of comes to a few of my picks. But for the first one up is the storytelling overall of the show, the over the overall arc and everything, at least up until the point that we're at now. And the art of storytelling they really got into. And my favorite moment is later, way late in the series. And is actually in um, what, technically two of the, um, the Morphic trilogy. Where it's the sock, the kill sock slash movie ticket moment with Red Death. In 21, which then kind of segues into the Midnight Movie Massacre retold by Red Death. And this is some lore, right? This is some history of the show that, like, has been kind of dragged on of, like, what, where is Jonas Venture Sr.? What is, like, what is the story? What happened? What, what the heck? Like, from 
the very, very early on in the series, we've always had this question, and now we're getting these little, little bits. And, God, I love Red Death so much. Oh, my God, yes. And just, I mean, the way he tells the story, I mean, oh, my God. And talk about a great father. Red oh, yeah. Death's your man. Yeah, the only good Probably the father best in the father show. in the whole series. <laughs> yeah. His quote on the playground is one of my favorite quotes of the show. When the monarch's think... trying to talk to him about business while he's with his daughter. So oh, my God, good. yeah. Well, I think so even good. with 21 later, when uh, 21 and uh, uh, Sheila visit him at home, and uh, 21's like, oh, my God, your daughter's as cute as a button. He's like, as cute as her little belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, one, you have no lips. Or a tongue to actually do that. But that's amazing that you can make that sound. And, I mean, oh, that's such a sweet moment. If anyone could, it'd be Red Death. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, but th- that, that you know, Steve and Dave Kilsock moment, that movie ticket moment, that Midnight Movie Massacre retelling, and especially later on when, you know, Brock realizes that his whole life is a lie and all that stuff. I mean, those are just great, such lore-filled moments that it's just this is what we've been waiting for this whole series oh, I mean pretty much as as, yeah. as far as lore goes absolutely uh, last but not least Barack um, oh man so I've been kicking two moments together I, I'm not sure which I'm just gonna go um, I'll go with the opening scene to season two um, especially oh, before you know pick. before you know the boys are uh, clones uh, I remember because season one for me, Friend Fry School let me borrow his DVDs and watch oh. all the way through him get there, and then they die, <laughs> and you're like, and I I was sobbing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> holy shit! And like the music, I don't remember the song they played, but it was just it's perfect. It was perfect it was for the good. moment. And, and it was accidental. They were even trying to kill him, right? If I remember correctly. No, they were not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. and it was just like a whole shit ton of emotions, and then. Going in that, the music they picked, the remix of uh, Everyone's Free to Feel Good, I think. I don't remember the actual yeah. name of the song. Everybody's but, free. Oh, yeah. so good. It's, cause, <laughs> and it's a great remix. And all the scenes of Doc tr- basically trying to run away from the reality that his kids are gone. And he, again, I didn't know at this point that they were clones. And, you know, Brock trying to chase them and make him face reality and him saying, no, I don't. I want to, you know, live outside of what just happened. I don't want to deal with this. And, you know, especially now as a, as a dad, I'm just like, God, if anything happened to one of my kids, I, you know, I could see myself running away from reality, too. Mm-hmm. And it's just so – in a show that's a cartoon, primarily a comedy, like that, that's an insanely powerful moment. The animation's great. The music's great. The acting by uh, James Araniak and um, Patrick Warburton is so fucking good. The dialogue's great. I mean, it's just – I know it's not like the most ventry moment necessarily, but it's just, it just, it's so perfect. It is, and then it's so hysterically undercut when you find out undercut. that oh, he can just clone his kids. So all he's doing is like, I finally don't have to be a dad. I'm going on vacation. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 that that smacks of a good father to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still think I still think he's running away because it does hurt every time. I still, I, I I still want to that. believe you're right, but I'm not sure I'm if looking, I do. In, in this, uh, you know, crazy, cr- corona-filled, and 
police brutality world we're living in right now, I want to believe good in everything I can. So I'm choosing to believe the good in him. If you're looking to Rusty Venture for the good in everything, <laughs> you are looking in a shallow I'm looking for pool. things that are so <laughs> bad, yeah, but there dark, still should be light in it. Dark, dark, dark times. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shit all over the fact that he is actually hurt by it, by the fact that at the end of that episode, and they're telling the story of all the times the boys have died, they're laughing their asses off at yeah. one point. <laughs> no, it's a memory. That's, it's, an un, it's an unreliable... Unreliable narrator, right there. No, he, he doesn't want to admit sure. he's hurt to somebody when he's telling sure. these stories. Yes, yeah, sure. Yep. I, I will, as the moment plays in the episode, you are 100% spot yes. on. It's just Absolutely. the rest of the show yeah. makes me go, maybe you're not. <laughs> I, I, I'm more in think of when I, when I first saw that, how it made me feel before, no, you know, and, obviously it's undercut. Yeah, and it's a great moment. It's a great it's moment. Awesome. You it's, are spot on. As as Matt's, you know, it's, it's a very beautiful well-told storytelling narrative moment and the editing in it is spectacular where it goes oh, from like so good place oh, to place it's to place so good. and like how it's edited with that music as well yeah and I, you're there like, you're there yeah. for every single piece of it yeah so moving on uh thank you guys very much for favorite moment we're gonna do a favorite pop culture reference uh this one i don't think will require quite as much explanation i hope uh but matt you're <laughs> up first uh favorite pop culture reference I mean, I actually struggle with this because it's like, for me, I don't see a lot of pop culture references. It's like I find out later when reading about it. So the, oh, the one that popped into my head straight away was uh, the Rusty Venture cartoon opening. Like it being a complete knockoff of Johnny Quest. But the ending bit just killed me. And it's just such a great pop culture moment because of like, you know, the reference to how basically old cartoons did advertise like smoking things like that and it literally it's just literally <laughs> that bit where it goes Rusty Venture sponsored by smoking <laughs> <laughs> so good and it's just it's just great like the Flintstones used to advertise cigarettes and you know I've watched the old series of um, the Twilight Zone and like just literally in the middle of an episode Rod Serling like cuts in and is like let me tell you about the smooth taste of Pall Mall cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> So ridiculous. It's fucking hilarious. It's more hilarious because Palmars are not fucking smooth. Nope. <laughs> I don't know uh, if it was Palmars or they said that it was smooth. Nah, there's, yeah. there's, there's like, they're all just different cuts, but it's on the back of my Blu-ray set, actually in the warnings, it says contains suspense, scary images, and uh, historic cigarette advertising. <laughs> Good lord. Awesome. Uh, Graham, what about you? Favorite pop culture reference? Uh, again, this—I mean, as Matt said, I mean, there's so many moments. I mean, every episode is littered with them, and you could spend an entire podcast series of just going through the pop culture references. But yep. uh, as I was going through, just the most uh, recent one that came to my mind was in uh, the Venture Brothers and the Curse of the Haunted Problem, uh, where uh, the the Pink Pilgrim is hacking into the mainframe. And he's like, oh, yes, and Acid Burn and Zero Cool will help me <laughs> with my hacking skills. And you're like, nice. Good hacker's reference. That movie was my life growing up. Oh, my God. And just like the, the little moment in there with the, this is all it is? Can you just zoom in and say, like, we're in? <laughs> it's like, yeah, actually, hacking is pretty much just typing. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the bit where he plugs it in, like, takes a second to upload <laughs> yeah. oh, no, it, ta- it takes it it takes like a few a few minutes to upload you guys want to get lunch or something <laughs> <laughs> uh brock what about you um 
mine, I think it's from now museum. Now you don't. Uh, calling out the the racism of like the 1960s and 70s James Bond movies. Oh my god! The Sean Connery one, especially, I think, where a uh, Jonas Fincher Senior is literally just holding his eyes back and saying he's Asian, <laughs> oh and just kind of calling out how awful those old James Bond movies are. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, what's his line as well? My history. Agent who is at least six, six foot four, five. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because I you know I remember loving James Bond growing up, and then watching that episode, being like, "Oh wait, maybe they're That's... not great." <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to watch. Oh god, and you only live twice where they make him up as uh, yep. as Asian. They put a wig on him and like just <laughs> somewhat <laughs> eye things, and it's like, like now you're Asian. Teeth too, I think. I don't know. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Using Scotch tape on his eyes. Oof. Uh, oh, mine is a. Uh, it's mine's a little bit more simple, but I, I, I just, I always go back to it. I just fucking love it. And I, I was between two, but I'll, I'll go with the uh, the six million dollar man, um, Steve Summers being in love with Sasquatch. Just all of that. I just so fucking good. love it. It's so good, and it's just such a random thing to throw in. Uh, the Sasquatch is something I've never seen before. Line makes me laugh every time. <laughs> every oh come on, Sasquatch doesn't time. have anything you haven't seen before. <laughs> Sasquatch the is line that something me, I haven't seen before. The line that gets me more than that, though, is uh, cost some $6 million. And then you know what they did? They put me to work. <laughs> they want to be paid back. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes to get $6 bucks on a government salary? Uh, <laughs> Steve Summers in this is just so fucking good. I was torn between him and Race Bannon, but Race Bannon's just more of just like a callback, not really much of like yeah. a, a pop culture like, thing. So yeah. the Steve Summers made a little bit more sense. Um, moving on to funniest moment, thing that made you laugh the hardest. It can be a quote, can be anything. Uh, I believe it is Graham's turn to go first. Oh man! So again, just picking up the stuff that's closest <laughs> to my memory is later on in the seasons, uh, and this was the, to me, like the culmination of funniest moments was in Arrears in Science, which is one in the Morphic Trilogy, the whole wrap-up by uh, Sergeant Hatred and Dean of, like, what's going on to catch Hank up to... <laughs> it's 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 so good. It takes, like, 15 <laughs> seconds. And you're like, what? wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That is yeah. so fucking funny. I had totally forgotten about that moment, but as a funniest moment, that's a it's a bold choice, but it is fucking hysterical, so I can't <laughs> say you're wrong. Uh, Brock, what about you? Funniest moment? Um, the Vic, Victor Ecto November, when he says, Brock, why are you naked? And the, to feel, oh, God, I just lost the quote. To prey on their fear, move like an animal to feel the kill. Just and he's covered in blood, you know, big giant black bar covering his dick, you know, and I think he's like holding a head or something at that point. Just everything about that moment is perfect, and that episode is—I mean, not to spoil things—it's one of my favorites. As everything about it is just so Venture Brothers and great. It's so fucking funny. Uh, that would make me next. Uh, mine's going uh, also from uh, season seven, episode two, I believe. Or no, I think Gramps was episode three. Um, but yeah. mine's also right in that Morphic trilogy. And it, I was really afraid this is where Graham was going. But it has to be with the Red Death killing the entire room when he's supposed to be going up <laughs> and taking care of the guards. And just everything about that moment makes me laugh. Sheila and 21 in the elevator coming up and you can hear the as they get closer to the ceiling. 
or they get closer to the floor. They walk out and just the uh, just the screaming. He's holding the guy by the neck and the ah. Oh, um, room is secure. <laughs> How long do we regain consciousness? Um, <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, Matt, what about you? Bastard. Ha! Yes! That was my moment. I'm so happy no that we have a sim. Like, I was so concerned that we weren't going to agree on anything the entire episode. I'm like, oh, wow. So that really is the funniest moment. It's literally the. As you can hear it as the lift is going up, and you hear this, like, <laughs> and the doors open, and you hear this, ah, oh, hi. The room is secure. And it just, like, drops. It probably just flops to the ground. And then it's just followed with the, how long to the, do we have until they regain consciousness? And she's like, uh. Um, <laughs> so but I'll go with another bit, just a bit earlier in that episode, because um, I was sort of, my funniest moment was, was basically these two moments together, I think. Okay. Um, and it's. I think it's, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do as well. <laughs> it's the bit um, early on where they're uh, they're talking about um, breaking into the OSI Dummy Corp, and uh, it's like, well, I very much like to kill. <laughs> get to break into an OSI Dummy Corp and kill. <laughs> <laughs> Just that and kill every time. And you every fucking time as your favorite moment so many times that whenever I replayed the episode I just hear your voice now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well didn't like at the end of the episode or something didn't, like as we were just wrapping up I just ran and went and kill yep. yep I believe that's the last line of that episode so yes that yep. tracks <laughs> uh, well speaking of good quotes let's move into favorite quotes uh, it's Brock's turn to go first uh, okay, um, I gotta find a new one because I went with my favorite quote as my favorite moment. No, no, you can use it. That's fine. Okay, that. I but, I definitely have repeated my things multiple times. Yeah, that's totally or, fine. That's which is kind no, of part of the joke. I'll switch it up and I'll have it. Uh, Smurf Smurfs legs. That's probably my favorite <laughs> quote. I and, the and in arguing about you know obviously she's a mammal. If if she was if she was a mammal, she'd be. In labor twenty four seven, like that whole like argument, and so and while everyone's being taken out around them and they're getting so pissed off about this thing that doesn't matter because it's not even you know real, <laughs> it's just it's so perfect. So that that quote right there to encapsulate that moment, I think, is pretty perfect. Uh, that would make me next. Uh, I'm not even going to give any setup for my quote because I think my quote speaks for itself. Uh, mine is. We haven't been outside in 30 years. I'm old and afraid of everything. I'm afraid the streets are overrun with teenage gangs. Teenagers are cruel and will undoubtedly taunt us because our trousers are not in style anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and That might be my favorite must, quote in anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers are cruel. I mean, that quote is good because it works and it's accurate. It's... Seriously, it might be, the, I think, the best thing they wrote in the entirety of this show. It is so goddamn funny. And then it just, you know, raises a, what is it, Red Dragoon? Um, that's his combined name, right? Because it's Red Mantle and Dragoon. Yeah, so, so, Red, yeah. Red, Red Mantle. Yeah, Red Dragoon yeah. as one of my all-time favorite characters. He was almost, when we get to favorite character, I almost picked him because of that line. Uh, I didn't, but I was very close. Uh, and that would make it Matt's turn. Ready the acid magnet! <laughs> 
Solid choice. Uh, okay. Moving <laughs> so quickly along. <laughs> I, I, I was I was tempted to do the the thing that comes before that which, which makes it a bit more funny. Like from Twenty One, where he says, "I got my money on acid or a magnet kind of thing." And then just literally <laughs> smash cut to the monitor going, "Ready the acid magnet." <laughs> But I thought I'd go for the shock value and just yell yep. that at you. No, it yeah, worked. Please. Uh, <laughs> are you all are you all slightly deaf now? I mean, slightly. you just peaked like crazy, so it just sounds like garbage. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't any louder to us. <laughs> should, I do, should I do a slightly quieter one then? Just 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 so you've got one that you might be able to drop in there. No, I'm good. Graham, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also not going to give uh, any uh, intro to mine because I already did uh, in the funniest moment. So. Hey, what's the haps? So, Dr. O held a seance to unhaunt our house and then popped around Granta, Grandpa on the problem light. Whoa, was his corpse all, like, rotten and stuff? No, he was still alive. What? Out of me, Grandpa. Well, it's only his head, though. Okay, that gives me pause. Still, zombie ga- Grandpa head. Hank, it ain't safe. Your Grandpa thought he was your house and tried to run away with all of us inside it. And then Blue Robot, ca- Blue Robot ca- came down from the sky in his magic car and then made Grandpa stop. And these guys are all mad at Blue Robot because, okay, 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 that's kind of a lot. <laughs> that's my moment. That's my favorite that, that's, uh, Very well uh, reenacted. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Very, very well done. Uh, we're going to move into favorite character. Uh, this one, I, I'd love to give you all time to explain why uh, the character is your favorite, but unfortunately we are already running a little low on time and we still have half an episode to get through. So we're just going to say who they are and you can say like one quick thing about them. Um, mine, uh, I wrestled with this for a long time and I ended on what character did I think had the best growth, uh, was the most enjoyable, and that uh, after a while I'm just like, nope. She is the best character on the show because she's awesome, and I'm going with oh. Sheila. Wow. Yeah, good choice. Yep. Good choice. Uh, Matt, your turn. Uh, so I could only I could only narrow it down to three, and it's the Monarch, Red Death, and Hunter. And just like, yeah. All three were on my like list of like, I'm not sure, I can't figure it out, and then it's like, nope, it's just Sheila. I kept sort of thinking the Monarch... And then I was like, ah, but Red Death's really awesome. Then I was thinking Red mm, Death's yep. only been around for two seasons. Then I was thinking, then Hunter kept jumping as well with like all the, the like his introduction is just probably the best, one of the best introductions so good. to any character. You know, like the the whole sort of thing about the minute God crapped out the first caveman, I can't remember the quote, damn it. There was like conspiracy oh, thing. Yeah. I remember, yeah, it was solid intro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Graham, what about you? Red Death, I'll I'll just do it, cause he's awesome and he's incredible. He's so awesome and such a great character, and a good father. Yeah. <laughs> Clancy Brown is amazing in the role as well. The voice is just fucking it's incredible. Perfect. It's oh, absolutely yeah. perfect. Uh, Brock. Last but not least, Brock, because it's also my name. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that adds up. Uh, and I, honestly, if I had to pick a reason why, it'd be like his, even in the show, his, uh, as they call him, cowboy speeches are really great. And Patrick Warburton is an absolute treasure of a voice actor. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone had a pretty solid choice there. The, uh, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think you can really have a wrong pick here. Bud Manstrong. Well, okay. There is a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to joke 
my favourite moment um, about the bit with Bud Manstrom at the end of his last episode. I would have left. Thank you for not doing that. I would have left. (laughs) 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 Fucking Uh, terrible. The next one's a little bit tougher, I think. Uh, We might have a lot of overlap here. We might not. Uh, My answer, I think, might be the most common answer if we do have overlap, but it's Matt's turn to go first. Who is your favourite actor in the show? Chris McCulloch. Yeah, because just the number of characters he voiced. I actually was looking at the actors uh, of how many characters they voice and which characters they voice, and just there's too many. The amount of different characters he voices. You know, he does Hank, the Monarch, Henry Killinger, Hunter, Doctor Z. That he did the Grand Galactic Inquisitor. Like that's just a a small sample of them, and yeah. they're so different voices. He's yeah, only in eighty six episodes. Of <laughs> but yeah, well. I don't know it's how many just, actual episodes are of the show, but I'm pretty sure it's I think actually 86. 86. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just... He knocks it out of the pack every time as well. Like, Absolutely. If you're talking about, like, you know, best actors, he's there. Yep. You know, anyone who voices the monarch and hunter is already going to be, like, right up there. But then when you see all the other characters that he does the voice for as well, it's just amazing. Uh, Graham, what about you? Um, it's going to be an odd choice, but it's Christopher McCullough. Oh, uh, shocker uh, there. I, yeah, I know, I know surely no one else is going to pick him. So I just figured <laughs> I'd, I'd voice up for, for him, for the, for the minority, you know? I'm, I'm so glad someone spoke for him. Uh, Brock, what about you? Who, who was yours? <laughs> uh, James Urbaniak. Okay. I'm oh, just a fan one. of him in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a solid choice. I mean, shocker. I also went with Chris McCulloch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But at least somebody else got a shout out. <laughs> right. Can you remember? Can you remember the episode where we were actually doing these episode to episode, and each of one, of, every one of us picked the same actor. Was it him? I think it was. It might have been. Yeah, it had to well. be. I can't remember if it was an episode with him or if it was an episode with uh, Patrick Warburton. We're all like, "Holy crap, he crushed this one." Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> it is probably Christopher McCulloch because he's just there is no Venture Brothers without him. Um, I'm glad that uh, Brock did choose James Urbaniak though, so at least somebody else got a voice in there. But uh, yeah, but like I, I said, I'm not I surprised. There's a lot of crossover. On that, uh, he, he, yeah, I was trying to be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, he's in three episodes less than Christopher McCulloch. <laughs> just putting that out there. So we're gonna move ever so quickly along to the most Venture Bro E moment, and I believe it's Graham's turn to go first. Great. So here's something that you haven't heard from me before. So my favorite Venture Bro-E moment is um, this part in Arrears in Science, which is uh, part of the Morphic Trilogy, which is like <laughs> the, the whole wrap-up by Sergeant Hatred and Dean uh, to, to get uh, Hank up to, up to speed on what's happening. Yeah, um, I, I think you've mentioned it before. I, did I? <laughs> well, anyways, it's a great moment. Um, I, I can read the quote. I have the quote if you want now, me to read it. You know I what? Can, I think we've heard the quote before. Uh, oh. oh, okay. But, but I've seen the episode, Graham. It's uh, fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I think okay. we're good. All right. But anyways, that's the most Venture bro moment because, holy crap, if you can find me another show that has that moment in it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I believe that'll be the response for most of these moments. At least I hope so. But let's find out. Brock, your turn. Uh, Rusty cleaning the walking eye to try to steal arches away from Dr. O. Like my <laughs> most Venture moment ever. Because that is an all, amazing moment. It's yeah, because he's jealous, so it's you know obviously got that going. But all the different character designs because of the long list of people that want to be uh, Arch Doctor O and 
just all because all their visual gags for their their characters are always fucking great you have so many in there and then the giant fight and brock wearing a suit white kills guys so he can feel like james bond uh just all all things about that scene are very venture bros it's a great reference to cool hand luke as well with the the scene where the woman's like washing the car and all the the prisoners on the chain kind of like looking at going and it's like it's yeah i love that but so much (laughs) so good uh mine will be uh mine's gonna be a little bit different but i honestly don't think that this sort sort of moment can play in any other show uh and and it comes from uh mr colonel gentleman uh i i love colonel gentleman i just rewatched the rock this week and i'd forgotten how much colonel gentleman just is sean connery um but it's a moment when they're all sitting around a table and they're having a it's kind of a fun chat and he just decides to interject with a yawn and goes here's something rodney killed a baby once (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine another show where somebody outs another person for murdering a baby and it's played for laughs (laughs) like okay it was like a werewolf baby here i thought it was a damn slot okay (laughs) oh thank you for protecting me from a wee little baby (laughs) oh that's terrible I love that moment. Uh, Matt, what oh. about you? So mine is the uh, the clone army being slaughtered by the monarch's death's head panoply. Oh, God. The yep. combination of just the, the ridiculous design of the death's head panoply <laughs> on its own. I can't move my arms. Can you hold the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold it up. And then like as the guy activates, it's the left button there. And it like, immediately cuts the guy who turns it on's <laughs> heads off as well. And... The the clone army being cut down by it, the monarch like sort of like puking up as it's like just goes flying <laughs> ma- crazily, and then Dean is it, I think it's Dean who's straight goes oh why do I feel like I'm the one who's dying I just can't imagine any other series doing that and if there is another series out there that's doing that please somebody write in and tell me because I need to see this yeah I mean of course to <laughs> <laughs> be insane um. Okay, so that that is uh, all the favorite moments. We're moving into part three of this beast of an episode. Uh, this part's gonna be a little difficult. I, I fully acknowledge. Uh, yeah. We have to rank the seasons, like in your favorite, your least favorite to your favorite. So starting the bottom, going to the top. Uh, you can explain a little bit. You know, let's not spend a whole bunch of time going way into it because we did an entire show of that. Um, and for for those of you listening, if you're wondering how we throw in the uh, the random like mini episodes or like special episodes in between, I'll break that down for you really quick. Terrible Turtle is obviously part of season one. Uh, Very Venture Christmas is also part of season one. From Ladle to the Grave, the Shallow Gravy story is part of season four. Very Venture Halloween is five, and all this in Gargantua two is part of six. Uh, so that's how they have to be stacked in our rankings when referring to the seasons. And we're still keeping this roundtable thing going, which means Brock gets to kick this one off. I'm sure he's so excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> so Start the argument now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than season one, just because, it, you know, so old and all that, it was bottom for me. The rest are kind of interchangeable. It really just honestly depends on mood. Uh, sure. So bo- starting yeah. from the bottom, worked my way up to number one. I went season one, season seven, season Wrong. three. Five, six, four, and then two. Whoa! Wow. Whoa! But again, different. The, those and are wrong all at the same time. There, it just depends <laughs> on my mood because certain like season seven is so different than season three. 
you know, and it just depends yeah, on true. the mood I'm in. It, it, they're they're almost different shows in a way at that point. So like sure. I said, it just kind of depends on my mood based on how I would rank these. Okay, uh, so that would make me next, and mine mine's a little bit different, uh, and by a little bit I mean pretty extreme, with the exception I think season two we have near the same area. Um, th- my least favorite season is five. I've never been a huge fan of five. There's some Ooh. Okay. Brilliant Fair. episodes in five, but sure. as a whole season, it's not my favorite. It's just too much of a transition season for me. Um, so I go five, one, six, four, seven, two, three. See, I feel wow. that way about season three that you feel about uh, the other season or season five. I felt like there's I, really good ones in there, but as a whole season, I was like, I wasn't as impressed. That's fair. I could see it. Yeah, yeah. five is fairly low. Yeah, five. Five is just the only one that just doesn't even... fully click for me. I get why you say the same thing about three. I could definitely see the complaint. It's just that there's some episodes in three that I think are just so, so beyond good. good. Yeah. That it just. It well, I just, think I think the, yeah. we discussed it a little bit in in this in the podcast itself. Was like five just felt like they were sort of done with the compound. Yeah. And they were just they just wanted to push towards season six and basically get them off the compound. And that's that's how it sort of felt. And it's a very and like short five, season. Five, five's low for me as well. It's there's some great episodes in it, but it just feels like right. We want to get out of the compound now. Well, Matt, you're up. So how would you rank him? So I started with one, yeah. and then it then it's five, wrong. Then two, hmm. then four, then three, then six, and then seven. Wow. Okay. It was yeah. I found it quite difficult to rank them. I I did it in one order once. I was like, oh no, I'm not happy with that. I, like the thing that got that sort of like did it for me is six and seven being close to the top is because I love how it where it went, mm-hmm. and then seven being at the top just because of all the stuff with Red Death. <laughs> like you you just have like you know the the Morphic trilogy is amazing. It's an amazing culmination of all the the stuff that's come beforehand, and it answers so many questions, and then gives you a load more questions as well but it ties so much stuff up and then like you know then it starts off this new it's like it's kind of like the the first book's over now we're starting the second book mm. and it's you know it, it sort of gives me this starting to set up stuff which could go on for another seven seasons which i really hope it does even though yeah. by the time it ends i'll be 57 years old or something <laughs> like that. um and but, still watching cartoons and loving it oh of course but yeah, it just for me. I feel very similar, like with five. One, I was looking at. One for me was I was looking at the episodes, and there they are some really great episodes. But looking back, comparing it to the rest of the seasons, you know, it's it's not as they're not as good anymore. It, it, they're sort of like they're a bit rough around the edges and and things like that. But having said that, the worst season of the Venture Brothers is still better than the best seasons of most shows. Yeah, that's yes. kind of like that's where I was at when I'm like, this is really bothering me. I can't really get this stack right. But at the same time, I'm like, the least favorite season is still way better than most everything I watch. Because mm-hmm. for me, like my top four and my bottom three were a little interchangeable. But like those, that's where they always kind of yeah. stuck. Was I had a bottom three and a top four, and six would have been a hell of a lot higher because. Uh, uh, all this in Gargantua 2 really would have raised it up, and that's why it's the top of the bottom three. But the rest of that season, just I don't go back to it. Like, and that's kind of how I stacked it, was like, which ones do I go back to and turn on the most? And three is the one I turn on the most often. So that's why it, it sat at number one. Uh, but who hasn't gone yet? Is it Gramstern? That'd be me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Matt, we're pretty much spot on for five-sevenths of this. I think we just interchanged two and five. 
So for me, bottom to the top, now we're here. Uh, season one, least favorite. And it's really, like we said, it's a great season, but it's just Turtle Bay, man. <laughs> it oh, really yeah. drags it down. Which the same thing about, which is next, which is season two. Um, and it's because guess who's coming for dinner? Like, it was such a crap episode that it oh, just yeah. pulls the rest of it down. Uh, uh, can I just say, on its own, the episode does have really funny moments, though. Yeah, but funny moments, and then it's like, the it's just that fucking guy, man. Yeah. Uh, I like the Lincoln stuff a little bit. The Lincoln stuff you know, is the whole reason not, I love the episode. God damn it. No, it's you're, not now you're making me rethink stuff. my stack. I don't want two that high anymore. I fucking yeah. forgot it. <laughs> Bud Manstrong, remember. I'm swapping two and four. Mine's now five, one, six, two, seven, four, three. <laughs> so I'll, fin- I'll finish mine up. So I think we switched, yeah, two and five, Matt. So mine goes yeah. one, two, five, four, three, six, seven. Yeah, pretty much identical. Yep. Apart from two and five. So since two of us agree, that's basically that's the right answer if you've been playing yeah, along pretty much. at home. Well, yeah, the I top mean, three is uh, seven, six, and three. Yep. I mean, at least I have three and seven are all in my top, are both in my top three. So I agree with you guys there. There you go. Yeah. So I think we're just agreeing that they, they just get better as they go along. Goddamn, season seven was so good. Season yeah. S- yeah. It is incredible. I mean, and it builds, and they learn, and they get more story marks and things and stuff and tie everything together and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and, and like Matt said, it's like they said, they answer a lot of questions, which this show doesn't do often, and then sets up a bunch of stuff for another, yeah, hopefully, potential seven seasons. Hope great. One can hope. Mm-hmm. Uh so unfortunately, that brings us into our last bit here, uh, and, and this one's going to be a little tough again to try to pick out five episodes from all of Venture Brothers that you would list as your top five. You don't have to go in order. I'm going to um, just because I wanted to torture myself when I made this. Uh, but I'm interested to see if we have any crossovers at all. I'm kind of hoping we do, and I'm kind of hoping we don't. But we'll see. Uh, so this would be oh fuck it's my turn to go first again uh, so let's do it I'll start with number 5 I do the season 2 finale showdown at Cremation Creek parts 1 and 2 I'm counting them as one episode uh, because otherwise this list would have been impossible to make uh, sure. I, I, I know that uh, Hammer says in the book it's not his favorite of his, of his finales he's not a huge fan of it I disagree with him. I think he made something amazing here. I think all the references throughout, the characters, the way the story's told, it's just complete insanity. Um, and you might catch a little bit of a, of a theme in my because I kind of go towards the more insane stuff. So that's my number five. Number four, which was, until I rewatched them, was my number one, was The Doctor is Sin. I fucking love that episode. It's uh, a good one. And it's just... I don't even go into it. It's just fucking brilliant. Uh, number three would be the season four premiere, uh, Blood of the Father, Heart of Steel, just because of the way the story is told and all with the GCG rating in the comic book. All of it is just fucking <laughs> about great. Um, I don't want to kill Hitler was one of the lines in the episode, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Hitler's I love friend. Hitler and Hitler loves me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fucking good. Uh, my number two is the season five premiere, What Color Is Your Clean Suit? 
Uh, I did not think that would be in my top five. I'm not even sure if I thought it would be in my top ten until we did this show, and I just fucking fell in love with Kate McKinnon's character. Mm. Everything she says in that thing makes me laugh. I got, I've gone back to that episode multiple times since we reviewed it just for something to watch to make me laugh. I didn't realize how much I loved it until I started like trying to like pull out like my top 25, and that one kept making the cut every time. Uh, and then my number one, which I think is probably the best thing they've made while this show's been out there, is All This in Gargantua 2. I think that movie, that oh, movie episode is just movie. brilliant yeah. from beginning mm-hmm. to end. I cried so mm-hmm. hard at the end of that episode. It's just brilliant when uh, uh jj hugs him yeah and like, he actually hugs him back and like and just the oh, go man. team venture like the last time they see each other and doc actually looks a little sad and like fuck this is a good episode so fucking yeah good. and it has finally tracer becomes a hulk and he has the line tracer is a hulk <laughs> 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 fucking incredible now i gotta change my top five son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh so well brock you have time you're last matt is up next so mine are in no particular order because I I couldn't I couldn't do them in an order. You know I my I did it took me like four or five attempts to get it down to five. My first run through I narrowed it down to thirty five episodes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I basically just got the list. I found a list online of the episodes and I went through and I was like deleting them one at a time. Like okay that's got that's not as great. That's not as good. That's not good. First run through thirty five episodes. Finally got it down to five. So these are mine in no particular... Well, they're in... The order that they're coming at you is the oldest to newest. Okay. Uh, so the the uh, the first one would be Escape to the House of Mummies Part 2. Oh, awesome. Just a batshit insane episode. The opening like, is literally just... Mekashiva! Mekashiva! Sorry. No, Mekashiva's That's not Trial of the Monarch. That's, That's Trial of the Monarch. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's... Uh, Mummy Part 2 is the riding the perfect the... man. Brock has to kill him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Mummies crossover that got, yes. that got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next one is Everybody Comes to Hanks. I just oh. fucking love oh, that so episode. Solid. Solid. The Poor concept Nick. is amazing. Poor the Nick film isn't here to get mad at you. The film noir elements are incredible. That hat is incredible. <laughs> that hat ties that the whole hat. thing together. It really does. It really does. I mean, it's got like a great, like one of my favorite lines of the whole series as well. Um, uh, it's a detective's hat. It's like, uh, is that a whip? Yeah, it's a detective's whip. <laughs> Came with the hat. <laughs> uh, next one, all this in Gargan- Gargantua 2. Like, like, mm-hmm. like has already been said. It's an incredible episode. It feels like a film. It's so epic in scope. It just, you know, it's just so big. It's it's a big, high concept thing, and it's executed perfect perfectly. Like my it's wife, just... who doesn't watch the show quite as religiously as we do, she sat down to watch it. So she knows Venture Brothers. She just not. She didn't do a whole two year podcast on it. But she sat down to watch it with me last night. She's like, fuck, I forgot how confusing this thing. Like, it's just so big and just so mm-hmm. for fans. It's so fucking good. Yeah. And, like, like Brock breaking the uh, breaking Zero's neck right in front of Hank, and Hank just going... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Scott Hall. Uh, yeah, Scott Hall. I'm Scott Hall. <laughs> I hench for no man. I believe Scott Hall was also a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds at one point. Neither here nor there. The the next one in my list is Red Means Stop. Mm, Solid choice. Yeah, it just it introduces Red Death. I had, 
I had a Rockle affair in it because of the amazing Red Death moments, but I took it out for Red Means Stop because, well, I took it out because I already had Red Means stopping for literally for Red Death reasons. And I didn't want two episodes in my list, so like. This isn't really a true top five for me because I took one out that would have been in the top five because I had another episode in for the same reasons. Yeah, I mean, like, I would have had the Morphic Trilogy in here, but I just it just didn't feel like one episode to me, so I had the same problem. Yeah. And I, I sort of went with the best of the Morphic Trilogy, which I think is the Raw Club Affair. It's, got, sure. it's that perfect, like I think we said on, on the podcast itself, it's the middle of the story. It's kind of like The Empire Strikes Back where... You know, you got the beginning and the end that have to do certain things, but the middle's where you can have a lot of fun with it. And has all the Jaws and references. They had a lot of fun. Yeah, the Jaws references, the but just all the the Red Death bits, incredible. Um, and we're talking about an episode that's not even in my top five. <laughs> was that? Was that? Um, okay, so you have more, right? I, I got one right. more. Okay, perfect. Number number five, the Bellicose Proxy. Oh mm. my god, this episode, everything hits the right notes. The training sequences are fantastic. The bits with the monarch training, uh, what's his face? Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm, Chris Billy. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's St. Cloud. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's St. Cloud. St. Cloud, yeah. The bits with the monarch training, St. Cloud. Penis, the, uh, penis, I said penis. 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 <laughs> All that bit, like, you know, <laughs> reset. The, uh, this is a, like, this is an evil laugh. It's just like it's just so good. I mean, there's not one bit in <laughs> I that. I will like, get you. The training Ooh-ha-ha. bits with uh, Rusty and um, Billy as well. Just fucking great. Like you know, where Hank has the watch after he's shot him with a paintball, and it's like he's got Brock's face on. Goes, I said, trust nobody. <laughs> it, it's so good. Uh, yeah, so that's my top five. I had the two other episodes that I had on it as well that I took out uh, was Tag Sale Rip from season one, which is just a, another great. Episode. It's one of the first episodes I think where it starts to build a world that like saying this you know saying this is a world, and the lep- the lep- le- from season three as well is a fucking great episode as well. But I took them out. If I had had a top seven, they'd have been in there. But hey ho. Similarly, if I had a top six, then Buddy System would have been in there because before this show, that was my favorite episode, and now it's not even my top five. <laughs> Buddy, yeah, Buddy System was in my top thing until the very last thing because I I basically narrowed it down to two episodes a season on the second to last one. Gotcha. And and then I had in my season three picks, I had the Lepidopterist and the Buddy System. Those were the two from season three, and uh, Buddy System got taken out. Solid choices, Graham. You're up. All right, so my theory, or, you know, working protocol was just the longest episodes that I could. And (laughs) since you, you, we we all kind of agreed that we could add two-parters, this this is it. This is all the (laughs) (laughs) two-parters. That's cheap. Not really. Uh, Five to one. the, the shortest of all of the long episodes is Operation Prom. Uh, four is uh, Showdown at Cremation Creek. Three is The Family That Slays Together Stays Together. Two, All This and Gargantua 2. And one is The Morphic Trilogy. And purely for the reason that we all, as I was doing this, as I was going through and picking out all of the episodes and top fives and all this other stuff. It was like, it's, it's impossible. This is an impossible task. And we all talked about like how uh, as soon as we utter our top five, we're going to immediately want to redact and change and adjust. 
And I was like, well, what's the only way that I won't want to do that? And it's like, if I if you only gave me five episodes ever to watch for the rest of my life and you allowed me to do the two the multiple parters this is the way that i get the most venture brothers for the rest of my life uh and this is why i did it because i just love being in the venture brothers world whatever i can get even like as we said even the bad episodes well not the two ones that i that i will not talk about ever again <laughs> but Everything else, I mean, 80, what, 84 episodes out of 86 are incredible. But if you were to only give me five, it would be these five so that I could spend the most amount of time in it. And I truly do love these episodes. And, want, and you know, as we said, we all agree or so far, uh, all this in Gargantua 2 is incredible. Um, I agree that the Morphic That's Trilogy doesn't really... That's been on three of the really... list so far. Yeah, exactly. Um and I'll argue that Morphic Trilogy may not feel like one episode, but it's the same story told from multiple, you know, multiple points. Um, it's the same timeline and everything. Um, and I and I love all of them. Um, and so, yeah, operating on that idea of if you just give me five episodes that I will watch for the rest of my life, I just want to spend as much time as I can in these episodes. Um, and that's this is my top five, the longest episodes. That's a solid way to do that. Brock, last but not least. Okay, uh, so I didn't include all this in Gargantuan 2 on mine, only because I consider it like the Venture Brothers movie in my head, um, because it was so big and epic and long. Uh, otherwise, it would be, so I guess you can kind of count it in. Uh, I'm going to go from bottom to top, though. Five would be Escape from the House of Mummies Part 2, mm. uh, which we've talked about a lot. The uh, I've always wanted to get that head and a... Or that, his head in a headlock. Look at that thing. It's like a melon. It's one of my favorite lines when he's talking about Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. And the me, Poe, and me will attack from this way when there's two Brocks. And like, it's just batshit. It's awesome. Uh, four, Any Which Way But Zeus, The Return of Scott Hall. Good. Uh, the underrated joke scene with Hunter and Brock in the uh, jet when they're talking about the stripper's tits. The. Uh, my favorite one being their mournful tits. They remind me of two suicide notes, you know, nailed to a, a bulletin board. I want to do something. Just give the tits a, a tasteful, dignified funeral. Bury them in two shoeboxes, I think, and give them a dignified funeral. Good I think was Lord. The line. And Brock talking about fucking the shark guy's wife. Uh, was our tiger guy? I don't remember. Uh, just the whole Brock and Hunter part of the episode is amazing. And then all the extra characters they throw in. Uh, number three, 20 Years to Midnight is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm Ignore a me! <laughs> Ignore me is so good. I, I think we yelled at each other all through high school uh, <laughs> because it was amazing. Or is somebody, is somebody missing a baby. <laughs> also really good. Hello? And I, I'm a sucker from like they pair off and do like the the same adventure but differently you know separately so everyone's got their own little part of the story and God, i think that's the introduction of uh, johnny quest that was right? a weird one i believe so yeah yeah and he's got the drug addiction and all that yeah they still call him mm-hmm. johnny quest in that episode i was gonna say he's actually called johnny quest in that one yeah. as well mm-hmm. yeah just everything about that episode and the the alien telling him off at the end being a bunch of ungrateful ass monkeys i think he calls them just so much so much oh and uh sherlock homo one of my favorite jokes ever when he finds the clue on accident. Also really good. So fucking funny. 
Uh, number two, Showdown at Creation Creek, part one and two, because those episodes are gold. Uh, trying to think. Oh, the Murderfly speech that Brock gives is one of my favorite moments of the entire show. <laughs> just all this, the henchmen just being like, I'll follow you, Brock Samson. Yeah. I love you, I Brock, love Brock Samson. Samson. <laughs> I forgive you, Brock I Samson. I forgive you, Brock Samson. Yeah. <laughs> and the him, Patrick Warburton screaming, You are no longer butterflies. You are now Murderflies. And still, even though it's ridiculous, kind of making it sound badass because he's Patrick Warburton is great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Russian Gaevich. And, Ru- and Russian Gaevich, I was going to say. <laughs> I am how you say Russian Gaevich. <laughs> and my favorite episode, I don't know if this will ever change. Uh, Victor Echo November is by far my favorite episode. Just because you get a good combination of action, character development. Uh, kind of the world uh, with the the guild and how it all operates and works. Uh, it's just it's a perfect mixture of all the things that make the show great for me. That that's totally Second November is the one where um, Phantom Limb puts the the kill order on. Yep, the and the boys yeah. are on the first double date, and uh, she's yeah. there. And she says, "I'm going to be super villain." He goes, "I'm going to be Batman." <laughs> you know, it's just so good. I quote that uh, episode. My, my favorite bit in that bit is where. Uh, Brock just comes up behind the monarch in the toilet and monarch's like, hello, Brock. <laughs> nice ass, Samson. <laughs> yeah, and then when he goes back under the things, like, nice ass, Samson. The, for me, the two best parts in that episode are with the boys, and it's the, did you dab? I dab. Stop saying dab. <laughs> Stop saying dab. And then Feels when like he's a, somebody to... with the fevers yelling at my pants. Yes, that one right there. <laughs> Some so of the good. fevers yelling at my pants. <laughs> we got to get one of these at home. <laughs> I like the bit where he sets his... Says his child's on fire and he's like, throw water on it. No, that's what got us into this in the first place. <laughs> You're wailing on my junk. Yeah, great. Solid choice, Brock. Solid choice. Uh, but but unfortunately, that, that would bring Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast, to a close. For now. For now. Womp womp. Uh, I will say, as of this moment right now, when season eight comes out, whenever that is, I fully intend to fire up this show again. I don't know when that's Absolutely. happening. I don't know where we'll be. I don't know what will be going on. But as of right now, it is my intention to continue covering Venture Brothers when there is Venture Brothers to cover. I just don't know when that's going to be again. So I would stop holding your breath now because uh, you're, you'll <laughs> die. Um, <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> glad, glad, I, glad I let you all know to not die. Um, however, if you would like to continue listening to us, we would love to have you as three of the people that you're listening to right now are starting a new show here in the next two weeks. And it's called Welcome to You Are Doom, the Frisky Dingo podcast, where we'll do the, the exact same thing that we did here, but for Frisky Dingo. Uh, the show will be a little bit different because the format was a little bit different, a lot shorter episodes. So we'll be covering two episodes per podcast. Uh, so it'll take about six months. Uh, we plan on releasing weekly on Monday in this exact same feed. You can follow along with me, Graham, Matt, and possibly another person. I haven't really decided yet. Uh, it could just be the three of us, might not be. We're, we're kind of figuring that part out. But we have the rest of the format down. So it'll, it'll be very similar to this show. If you enjoyed this one, uh, you will enjoy the next one. And if you haven't seen Frisky Dingo, you now have two weeks to watch like f- 10 hours of material. <laughs> Maybe. Go. Like you have time to catch up between now <laughs> and when we start the show. Uh, so go do that because it's fucking great. Is it Venture Brothers? No, but there is no other Venture Brothers. So so we'll just do the best we can that isn't Venture Brothers, which is Frisky Dingo. Um, beyond that, I think I just owe everybody who's been talking to me for the past almost two hours of this podcast a big thank you. Uh, thank you to thank Graham, you. Matt, thank and you. Brock 
for uh, for joining me on this insane adventure. And Nick, of course, who couldn't join us today. This has been a blast. This has been uh, I've been doing podcasting for 10 years. This has been the most fun podcast I've done. And I, I probably shouldn't say that as also owning the ATH network with after the hype, but Holy shit, this was so much fun. I got to meet new people. I got to talk about my favorite show. This was a blast. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. I mean, I Absolutely. got friendships because of this. <laughs> I, I have, you know... This is an I, international podcast, man. This it is. is around the yeah. world. <laughs> I got to actually go to L.A. because of this podcast. You know, I never would have gone to L.A. on my own, not knowing people over there, and just, like... Yeah, it, this podcast it, it, literally it does sound gave me lame, one of the best experiences of my life. It really is the friends you make along the way, like getting to know uh, everybody, Matt, Ryan, uh, that I talk to, you know, pretty often. Uh, John, through all this is, it's, I mean, the show is obviously great, but like getting to meet wonderful people that I never would have met otherwise has honestly been the best part. And you got your own podcast out of it. I do. Somehow, even <laughs> though I was probably the worst guest you ever had on the Venture Brothers. I, I can smell potential through podcast airwaves. And I do appreciate it because also <laughs> Damage Boost itself has been a way to make friends as well. It's And just get to experience new things and it's been wonderful. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking just now, I've been on every podcast apart from Demon Days that you, that you do. Um, yeah, it's a, technically it's okay. John won't let me on because I asked a question. <laughs> yeah, getting on Demon Days is a little I'm, difficult. I'm, I, I technically could pro- probably try to force you on an episode. Um, give me time. <laughs> I bet I can do it. In fact, I, I know I can. Technically, <laughs> technically, I have been on Sunwise because I asked a question. Um, and me too. Funny enough, the question the question I asked got like had me make the decision of like, yeah, I'm going to LA. That's awesome. So this is in a. In a normal podcast where we'd usually do plugs, but I don't feel like doing plugs. This was a Venture Brothers episode, and I feel like we should just leave it at that. I will say thanks again to everybody who recorded, but the biggest thanks of all goes to you, the listener. You have made this show the biggest show on the ATH network. Um, so thank you so much for listening and to uh, encouraging us to keep going with this thing. I've gotten lots Absolutely. of emails from fans. I hope you come along with us to Frisky Dingo. Thanks again to Graham, Matt, and Brock, and to Nick, who couldn't be here today and to everyone who has put up with me talking about Venture Brothers relentlessly for so long and then actually wanted to listen to me on a podcast. This has been great. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Be good people. Thank you. <laughs>